Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome again to WWW. What's happening this week in the world and what does the word say about it? I'm Ken H. coming to you live from Houston, Texas. What a great week. Thank you again for joining. For those faithful to the program, we're grateful always for your being here. For those new to the program, it's a real simple 25 minutes of your time talking about what happened this week in the world events and what in the world could the word help us to get through them, assist with you and your feelings and emotions. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's, it was very crystal clear, the message this week, through all the channels, through all the venues, through all the avenues, everybody in my world, everything that I was watching, had one simple discussion, all centered around one famous word. We've all been through it. We've all know it. Let's discuss it. Fear was prominent throughout the week. Fear continues to be prominent in our life, and we have to decide how in the world can we deal with this fear factor. I'm going to take us all the way back to 1933 and FDR's famous, famous inaugural address. Of national consecration. And I am certain that on this day, my fellow Americans expect that on my induction into the presidency, I will address them with a candor and a decision which the present situation of our people impels. So first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Nameless, unreasoning, unjustified terror which paralyzes needed efforts to convert retreat into advance. We face our common difficulties. They concern, thank God, only material things. So there you have it. You could put his speech in our world today. Certainly our leaders could just simply repeat Franklin Delano Roosevelt's famous speech on inauguration in 1933. They were struggling through perils. There was poverty. There was uh, the coming out of the war. There were difficulties. And the only thing to fear is fear itself. And yet we could say that today. We are so filled with things happening in our world that we are A, out of control, B, not able to control, and C, certainly helping to define it. Someone mentioned to me just recently the word fear, and that acronym could stand as simply for a fake emotion about an alternate reality. And that's it. You have an, a, a fear a fake emotion about this alternate reality. What are we talking about? Well, there's clearly the COVID-19 has not gone away. There's the entire discussion about the COVID continuing and the difficulties that that disease has brought into our world and still in our world. Then came the Delta variant recently. The Delta variant is a real thing. I'm personally going through that with my own family as my father has received all of it. He got the COVID, he got the vaccine, and he got now the Delta variant and he's in the hospital. And we continue to pray for him. And as you listen to this, love your prayers towards my family and my father. However, 
that is a big part. I just mentioned the three biggest fears that we're facing as we continue each day. The COVID and the COVID vaccines, the Delta variants, and how you deal with that. How does the government deal with that? How are businesses once again going to have to deal with it as this Delta variant is causing the numbers to increase? The messages are blurred. The government continues to say things that perhaps are not consistent, I'll say it that way. And so that makes it very difficult. It makes it very hard for us to understand who do we trust, who do we listen to, how do we deal with it. You know, when we're talking about my father and we're kind of going through that, the thing that was the most difficult is, of course, getting answers from the medical professionals. And so not having answers to where we are, where we stand, where's his condition, how is his condition, those are difficulties and don't get us to some confidence about that. Then you've got, of course, the medical community is back and forth. I, you can turn on every program and there's going to be one side of the program going to be discussing this medical variant, the Delta variant, the COVID itself, the vaccines, the relevancy, the importance, that and forth, back and forth. That decision continues to go on. Those people that have had the vaccine, those people that haven't had the vaccine, are you in the vaccinated group? Are you not? Are you supposed to be shamed if you haven't had your vaccine? Are you supposed to be arrogant if you've had the vaccine? There's so many things happening around this topic alone, this single topic. Then, of course, you have the inflational things that are happening, and you've got, unfortunately, the monies that are coming in, and the cost of ideas, the cost of items are going higher. Gasoline is higher. Your groceries are higher. Fortunately, your rent is at least stable, but the rest of your electricity bills, your phone bills, those can be up a bit higher than they were maybe this time last year. Perhaps you've lost your job. Those numbers just came out last week, and again, they're not promising as more people, again, are out of work. And so those people have fears. How do I pay my bills? We just talked about not only the regular bills, but those bills that are also higher now, and they're more expensive this year. So I've got so many things that I'm dealing with and easily can throw me into a place of fear, a place where I don't want to be afraid, a place that I absolutely am not sure who do I trust. The administration has again not given consistency. That's all that we're asking for. I mean, even if you're wrong, okay, admit you're wrong and come away. Even if you're right, you know, stand firm. But it's the back and forth that doesn't give us any confidence that the administration is in control or they understand what's happening or they have some feelings about where we are and they know where we are. The medical facilities, the medical people at the top, they're not giving us the right answers and they're back and forth as well, equally flip-flopping, if you will, telling us one thing, changing their minds. We're not even going to go towards the masks. We're not even going to mention names because we all know who is on the TV talking about it, who's on the TV telling us what we should or should not do. Your government agencies, locally, state and federal, are going to be talking about what are they're going to be doing with this Delta variant and do we bring back masks, do we not, do we put the kids under lockdown? Do the kids have to be wearing a mask to go back to school? Do they get to be vaccinated? Do they have to be vaccinated? There's so many things going around and so much information on all sides of the discussion points. It's very easy to feel left out. It's very easy to be, I'm lost. I'm not sure. I have fear. 
what in the world is the definition of fear? I gave you an acronym that mentioned by a, 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 a close friend this week. How about the fear definition itself? An anxiety caused by approaching danger. That's the medical, that's the, the physical definition uh, of the word fear. Anxiety caused by approaching danger. And that's exactly what we're talking about. Am I going to get it? Do I get it? Am I being safe? Is the, is the government protecting me? Am I protecting myself? Does the vaccine protect me? Am I going to lose my job? Do I have a chance to pay my bills? Do I have to move? Is the car going to run? Are the kids going to be okay? Is my parents going to be okay? Is my father going to be okay? Is the horse going to be okay? Is my pets going to be okay? All these things, if you let it continue to creep in and build and build and build, can bring nothing more than the definition alone. Anxiety caused by approaching danger. Holy smoke. Boy, do we have it. Boy, is it plenty of things on our plate and in our daily lives to continue to bring us anxiety by approaching dangers. Well, please, Ken, I know I appreciate you always coming to us. It's 25 minutes. I love our time together, and I'm grateful for those faithful followers, and I love the letters. I do continue to get some notes and things, and I appreciate those for those people that reach out. Again, you find us on all the medians where you can find podcasts. Spread the word. Share with your friends and family. They're welcome to come and join us for these 25 minutes at their appropriate leisure. It's a great little maybe time for us to spend on the way to work on the way someplace. 25 minutes is a small amount of time in the car and it's a great way to get your mind refocused, focused, or being able to take a deep breath. That's what my hope is always with this program. That's what we're desiring is to come together and have a chance to discuss it. Now we've mentioned what's happening in the world. What in the world does the word say about it? Please come back come back. I want to come back. I want to travel. I want to travel and leisure. Please join us and thank you again, Travel and Leisure, for sponsoring the program. 12 issues, that's one year, $29.99. You'll save 58%. www.travelandleisure.com backslash order today. Or if you'd like to speak to somebody, that's fine. They've got operators standing by, 866 737 8037 Travel and Leisure Magazine. Love the magazine. Use it. Read it. Enjoy it. Boom. Here we are. Well, again, those people that have started, I, I like that you're appreciating the program and that you're telling me some of the aspects of the program that you're liking and so I'm grateful for that and we again we've started this new idea of the the second portion of the program analytics everybody's talking about analytics if you're watching the baseball they're talking about analytics everything's analytics analytics well I like the analytics too it brings a little bit of importance and a little bit of understanding to it and as we talk about the word let's get going the word fear Fear in itself, just that word alone, is used in the word 388 times, both Old and New Testaments. If you were to say, how about fear of the Lord? That's used 157 times, mentioned 157 times in the Bible, with only six times in the New Testament. 
talking about fearing of the Lord. How about do not fear? Let's not be afraid. How about let's not have this emotion? Let's not go down this road. 99 times. 99 times they talk about do not fear. And how about do not be afraid? Well, do not be afraid as well. 57 specifically use the quote, do not be afraid, with seven of those times being in the New Testament. So there is clear evidence that this word that we're experiencing in our lives, in our world, in our existence on a daily basis is talked about. There is no way we can go through the word and not find some assistance, some help, some ideas. How do we get over fear? Do I deal with fear? Is there a good fear, bad fear? How do I deal with it? Well, the anxiety caused by approaching danger. What are some of the causes? Real simple, right up front, of course. Disobedience. Disobedience would cause you to be afraid. How about impending judgment? Those judgments that you know maybe you shouldn't have done that, you did something perhaps a little wrong, you kind of think in your spirit, your little left side, right side angel, demon, are telling you, ah, I shouldn't have done that. So you get a little nervous, that impending judgment. Maybe there's something that happened at work, and it could cost you a promotion, could cost you a project, could cost you your job. You'll have clearly fear in regard to that impending judgment based on the event. Persecutions, of course, events in nature. I was just told again, same friend mentioned on this fear and uh, uh, word, 6.7 uh, earthquake, 6.7 per on the Richter scale earthquake in the Philippines, kind of stirring up a volcano nearby. So now the volcano is starting to uh, kind of move around. There were people that were injured, of course, there. Not my friend or his family, but certainly there were some people that got injured. And so the events of nature, you've got all this drought. Now the fires are starting again on the West Coast. They'll continue throughout the entire summer. We've had incredible heats. The heat has finally reached Houston. I say finally because normally Houston is very hot at this time. Certainly we've been hot up to this point, but not this year for whatever reason. Let's knock on the wood. We're not actually, this is the first week we've actually gotten hot. So that's been pretty cool. But nature brings us fear, uncertainty, those uncertain things. And again, of course, death will bring us fear. Those are things that we have to understand and we talk about. The word is very clear on all of those things. How can we deal with those? Do we have them? Causes of fear, that's true. What are the effects? Cause and effect is always very fun to talk about. Well, first and foremost, the paralysis. Everybody knows that expression, the deer in the headlights. When a deer sees the car coming, it freezes. Instead of jumping out of the way, it freezes. And always the car is the thing that has to move out of the way, or unfortunately there's a crash. So those effects are there. How about anybody we know had to deal with it in the Word? Well, yeah, the big names. Abraham, Jacob, Nehemiah, David. Those guys were big on it. There was clearly some people that had to deal with fear. And so, yeah, we, we have to, we, we know we're in good company. As always, I don't like us to feel alone. We don't want to feel alone. So we have the fear of some, some big names. What about the motives? Am I supposed to be afraid of God? Am I supposed to fear God? Am I supposed to be in that. You know, the Bible and the words talk so often about having a relationship with the Father. You want to have a close relationship. You want to have this thing that is more important, more powerful, more important than it normally is. And yet, it clearly talks about 
a motive to fear God. There are seven examples. His majesty should motivate you to fear him, but a healthy fear, right? Do we say, is there a healthy fear or an unhealthy fear? I think, yes, there is. There can be a fear of health. A reason to fear God is just simply because of who he is, what he can do, what he has done, what he's created, the fact that he created you, the fact that he has a holiness about him. Sin can, got, can get nowhere near him. The fear we just talked about of that impending judgment, that forgiveness aspect. Is he going to forgive me? He tells us he does. We have to believe him. How about his power? We just talked about the events of nature. Well, the events of nature come from God. Do you not think, you know, if he started the world and created light and created the trees and the mountains and the water and the streams, do you not think he's involved in the typhoon and unfortunately the earthquake and the fires and the floods? and the hurricanes. He's involved in it all because it's in his power to be a part of it. His goodness helps us with the fear, knowing that there is a goodness about him. Samuel talks about that and the judgment that he has over our lives, over the things in our lives, the events in our lives. There is a motivation to fear God, but it doesn't have to be that anxiety fear. It doesn't have to be that fearful fear. And once again, you're in good company. If you're fearing those things, you have fear in your life, you're in great company. Noah has a great scripted fear. Abraham, of course, Jacob, Joseph, David, Job, Nehemiah, the early Christians, all had fears, examples laden through the word of fear, using and having those fears. How about, can we go the other way? Is there a fearlessness? Can, does, it, does the word talk about fearlessness? Absolutely, of course. We don't like to have the program without having some answers, and I'm certainly hoping to have always answered. If you've got questions, do send them in and we'll try to get them going. But make sure you know we're hoping to help always in our 25 minutes together. So we've talked about fear. How about a fearlessness? And that's basically without fear. Can I have a life, a day, a moment without fear? And of course you can. That's again crystal clear in the word. There are plenty of examples. And Examples are the source of how to have fearlessness, believing in those promises. That's number one. First and foremost, do you believe? Do you have faith? Are you able to believe that God promises you things, you forgiveness, you eternal life? He promises you protection. He promises you guidance. Are you believing in those promises? If you are, the more you focus on those the less likely you'll have fear because the belief in those promises will be more prominent than the fear of the unknown, the thing that you're fearful, the anxiety that you're experiencing. It's a challenge to have fearlessness. It is a daily challenge and so it is encouraged in the word to have that fearlessness. How about that regard for God's holiness, knowing that his place of judgment, his place of uh, prominence is without sin. So when he's 
reacting to us, responding to us, providing for us, there is a great fearlessness because it comes from a position of holiness. His holiness is eminent and powerful and it makes it very, very easy to have a fearless spirit. Believing simply in God, Acts 27, 22 to 26 talks about if you can believe, you can have a fearlessness spirit without fear. Why? Because your God is bigger than your problem. Your God is more powerful than your event. Your God has a solemn judgment over your boss and a decision pending. You have a God that will and help you get through it. I have this every day, folks. I mentioned to you, I'm believing my God will bring my father out of this isolation, COVID, Delta variant, oxygen drama, and we'll see him again. We'll get a chance to see him again. We'll get a chance to be together again. I'm believing that with my heart, and that's bigger than the Delta variant, I can promise you. That's bigger than what I and my family are going through right now, I can promise you. And again, examples of that fearlessness, the same guy, isn't it not surprising, but great, Abraham and Abraham. What? Abraham was afraid, but he also had fearlessness. Yeah, that's true. Jonathan feared and fearlessness. David had fear, but also has examples of fearlessness. Nehemiah, all of the apostles had fearlessness, right? They were all in the boat, scared to death, the water. Sure enough, calm seas when they woke the Lord. Here is an abundance an available supply of examples to help you with your fear. I'm encouraging you with always our time together to reach out, do what you need to do, find what you need to do. If you want to be specific, there are specifics. We just listed some. Can't, there's a specific thing I'm going through. I understand there's an answer to have a fearlessness spirit about it. There's a way to get through it and make sure you come out on the other side confident, stronger, more aware, more abilities, uh, uh, believing better, stronger, faster, you know, the old $6 million man. We're going to make him better, stronger, faster. I'm finding success in my life these days and this year specifically uh, since the COVID thing and since all this happened in 2020 and now through 2021, six months in, seven months now into the year, almost to the eighth month, I'm finding that I am more peace in my heart, more peace in my life, more peace in my existence because I'm quickly, more rapidly going to these answers that I'm sharing with you today, the answers that we share each week, those quick responses, I think, save me, Kent Hurst, a lot of time in making these bad decisions, terrible moments, difficult times. The faster I give it up, the faster I give it over, the faster I say it's above my pay grade is the expression I'm using, it's above my pay grade. The faster I give it up, the faster I'm able to make sure that we have no drama or at least less drama, at least less fear, at least less anxiety because of the approaching danger. I'm just like you. 
I've got stuff happening in my life. And of course, I just shared about my father. I've got my private stuff in my life here in Houston. There's some anxiety, of course. But I have a whole lot of peace as well. I have a whole lot of ways to get over the peace and get over the fear and get through it quickly because of the sharing techniques I'm sharing with you today and every time we're together. Always, always, always know that the Word has answers for the what happened this week in your life and in the world. That's why we do the program. We're all in this together. We're all under one sky as we always love to end our program. Gosh, the time has flown by this morning, this afternoon, or this evening whenever you get a chance to listen to it. Thank you always for joining. Midnight says hello. We had a great ride and some fun today. And I'm going to tell you, this is where we end. Always together and always under one sky. Have a great rest of your week. We'll catch you next week. This is What Happened This Week in the World. I'm Dr. K. Thanks. See you soon.